the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Compulsive behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, this is Pastor John Allworth, and I am coming to you live from Recovery Radio Houston. It is so wonderful to be with you this afternoon. It's uh, always a pleasure to come to you. And, uh, you know, we're just excited because this show is about hope and and the hope that uh, Jesus Christ offers to those that are struggling under the bondage of addiction. Because my Bible says in John eight thirty six, it says, whom the son sets free is free indeed. And I have lived that, folks. And so, you know, there are so many people suffering under the bondage of addiction. You may think, well, this doesn't really apply to me. I don't I don't have an addiction problem. But I bet you that, you know, somebody that does. And uh, it also affects our society. You know, we have about 30 million Americans that are suffering from from some form of addiction. Uh, we have. Uh, our society loses $740 billion a year in productivity from addiction. Do you know that every year uh, over 3 million, 3.3 million people die just from alcohol alone? Uh, more than we've, we're in this pandemic, in this, this coronavirus pandemic, and more people die every year from alcohol alone than have died from the coronavirus. So, I mean, it, it is a serious uh, problem. We've got a million people addicted to methamphetamine, a million people addicted to heroin, a million people addicted to cocaine just in this country. And, you know, it, it causes uh, problems on our Mexican border with, with the drug lords in South America and drug enforcement and having to build a wall. Part of the reason we have to build a wall is to keep the drugs out. Uh, you know, it just the costs reverberate through our society. And the truth of the matter is, People don't have to live that way. And that's why we've got this show, because what I, what has been an amazing thing for me as the host of this show is that I have so many guests on here that are doing kingdom work that are out there and that offer free things. The Open Door Mission, addicted men, homeless men uh, go in there and they have a one month program and a nine month program and, and you can go in completely free. It doesn't cost a dime. It's absolutely amazing. And there are other people that are in Pastor Boyd Harrell of Cool Ministries Incorporated uh, who goes into prisons and and has 
recovery meetings at his church. In our new church, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, we're a Bible-based recovery church. We meet every Sunday at 6 p.m. at 240 West 18th Street. You know, there's somebody, we, you know, we're all excited because we can see the end of the road with this COVID nightmare with the the vaccine. Well, there's always been a vaccine for, for addiction, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. So we've got a wonderful guest today, a pastor that we're going to interview and who's been working in in, in recovery and in prisons for, for many, many years, started out in Vietnam. I, we're going to hear his story. Let's bring in Pastor Bob Gibson. Pastor Bob, are you here? Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Bob, for joining us on the show today. I know that you guys have, you've been on the radio on the station for a long time on Sunday evenings, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But what I'd like to do is first is I'd like, you've got such a fascinating, interesting story, and God has been so good in your life. I'd like to give the people a little bit of a, a history lesson about about you. And, and uh, so where did you grow up? I grew up in Detroit, uh, Michigan. I went to Catholic school through the eighth grade, and those Immaculate Heart of Mary nuns taught me that the Holy Bible is the Word of God Amen. for eight years. But at that time, in back in the 40s, uh, we weren't allowed to read it. Only the priest could read us the Bible. So I went to Mass till I was 18 years old, because my mother made me go. From 18 to 30, I never went to church. I mean, I never, I, yeah, I never went to church except to go to a wedding or a funeral. I didn't care if you were marrying them or burying them. I was going to get drunk, and I preferred a funeral because I never bought you flowers because you're dead. But uh, so I kind of went that way till I was 30 years old. I spent 10 years in the military. I fought in Vietnam in 1965. I, I married my wife in '64. I came home and I, I mean I married my wife in '64. I, I went to Vietnam in '65. I came home in '66, and she divorced me in 67 because I was cuckoo. Well, in 1972, we remarried, and on Palm Sunday, 1973, I was introduced to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And um, I I, want to share for all of you out there that have someone in your family in this addiction, never stop praying for them. My mother-in-law prayed for me for eight years. And I loved to go to her house to eat. She was a great cook, but she used to make me angry every time I went to eat because when they said the blessing, you know, Pastor, they grab your hands. You don't have a chance. Like one on one side, one on the other, they grab your hand. But I never closed my eyes because I was looking for the biggest piece of meat on the platter. <laughs> but my dear mother-in-law would look me at the end of her thanking God for the food. I bought an eyeball, and she'd look at me, and she'd say, Oh, dear God, please save Bob's soul. Man, I would take my mother-in-law in the kitchen, tell her, you leave my soul alone. I'll take care of my own soul. Well, on Palm Sunday, 1973, I went to Bethany Baptist Church. I didn't want to go. I knew that church. It was in my town. I knew others that went there. All I knew, Pastor, was they don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't dance. I don't know how they have kids. They don't do nothing. But I went, and I sat. I, 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 I went and sat by the door. And the pastor took his jacket off, and he had these big tattoos on his arm. And he was a boatman mate in the Navy in World War II. And so I listened. But he said, take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 3, verse 3. So I love to read, Pastor. I'm a reader. So I know how to use an index. It was even a red-letter edition. I found it, John 3, 3. And Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Yes, he did. Okay. 
He went to all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Kept. I knew that. I knew I was a sinner, and everybody I knew, I knew were sinners. So that didn't that didn't get me. But the Holy Spirit used these final these, these verses here when the to answer my mother in law's prayers. The pastors Michigan had started a lottery that year. It was the first year that you could buy a lottery ticket. And that pastor said, folks, God is not running a lottery. You don't have to take a chance with God. You can leave here today. You can know your sins are forgiven. You can know you're a son of God. You can know you're a daughter of God. Turn to 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. I found it. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God in order that you may know, K-N-O-W, know you have eternal life. I don't hope I have it. I don't think I have it. I don't wish I had it. I got it, Pastor. Uh, What did he write? Verses 11 and 12. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son of God has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. Let me tell you something, Pastor. They had the typical Baptist church organ on one side, piano on the other side, and they cranked up, just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. O Lamb of God, I come, I come. And I came, and I got on my knees, and I received Christ as my Savior, and I would do those, and I had snot running out of my nose, and I got up, and I ran to my mother-in-law, I hugged her, I wiped my nose off on her blouse, and said, thank you, thank you for praying for my soul. And so, as you said in your introduction, we want to we, we want to reach out to anyone. Don't be hopeless because the hope is in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And, and like the pastor said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set, set you, you free. free. I'm a proverb a day guy. And yesterday's proverb, uh, let me find it here because it, it, it goes along. Proverb twenty, chapter twenty, verse one. Wine is a mocker, strong drink a brawler, and whoever is intoxicated by it is not wise. So if you want to start smarten up out there, folks, stop, stop it. And the, only, and the way to stop it is with Jesus Christ, is your higher power, your Lord and your Savior. Listen to me, dear ones. The Word of God says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it in the power of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, I'm going to say amen to that. Amen. You know, you said so much there, Pastor. You said uh, so many things that reverberated in my life because I didn't live for the Lord for so long. But, you know, I had people praying for me. I had my great-grandmother who taught me about her Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I, I'd i listened, and, but I, I, it didn't come to me until much, much later. But, you know, I've had all these people praying for my sisters. The the house her housekeeper prayed for me. You know, because my sister knew the difficulties I was going through. You never know when when somebody when you're going to plant a seed in somebody's heart. You might not see the fruit right then, but you never know when you're going to plant a seed in somebody's heart. So people out there that you know they you may be listening to us and you don't have an addiction problem, but you know somebody that does. You just keep praying for them. You Amen. just keep praying with them. You just keep telling them about your Jesus and how good He is and how He sets people free and how you listen to this show and you heard how two drunks got set free by jesus christ and you know we, we talked this this morning or this afternoon about how both of us you know some people uh, you know we're we're not against recovery we're not against 12 steps we're not against 
smart recovery. We're not against cognitive. Use anything you can. But in our cases, and in my case, if I think about alcohol, all I think about is a hangover. God delivered me, and he delivered me immediately and wonderfully. And he, and he yeah. is such a good God. So, I, you know, I, and I, before I forget, I want to thank you for your service to this country. So many people forget about all the sacrifice that was in Vietnam, and and we could t- debate that, but but you guys, you know, you stepped up and served our country, and I want to thank you for the service. It was um, just wonderful. And but you know, you came back, and and you'd seen a lot of bad things, and so how did that affect you? What did you? How did you start behaving after you came back from Vietnam? Well, as I said, when I came back, I just started drinking. But number one, my grandfather was a drunk. My father was a drunk, and so I was a drunk. I, I never did any drugs. I just was addicted to, I like gin and tonic. But I, I'd like to get uh, share real quick, uh, two quick other stories. Sure. Pastor Lee Morgan preached for us on Sunday. Now, he retired from the Star of Hope Ministries. So he did 35 years down there working with the men, the homeless men at the Star of Hope in their program. They also have a program where you can go in and, and you know, uh, get get sober and uh, learn the Word of God, grow in grace, and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then, this is, of all the people I've ever worked with, we're all miracles. If you're born again, you're a miracle. Amen. Because you were dead in your trespasses and sin, and now you're alive in Christ. Amen. But I want to take you to a young man at the age of 18 who shot somebody in the face with a shotgun on a drug deal. He was uh, addicted to drugs. And so he pleaded guilty to first-degree murder and life in prison so that he would not get the needle. So he went into prison at the age of 18, his first year in prison. He stabbed somebody in the heart, but he didn't die. He set someone on fire, but he didn't die. And so he was uh, uh, incorrigible. And so they put him in the cage, in the cage, in the cage, in administrative segregation for 20 years. His mother is a strong Christian lady, and all they've been praying for him since he was a kid. And... Uh, so at the 17 years in Ad Seg, he said, okay, Mom, give me your Bible, I'll read it. So he read through the Bible cover to cover three times in three years, and he received Christ in that Ad Seg. He got out in the general population uh, after 20 years, so now he's 38 years old. And uh, he's eligible for parole, though, at 20 years, but you don't get it. So he got passed over for 17 years, and then he got a parole. The last 17 years in prison... He worked his, uh, with the chaplain's office, and he walked to talk, okay? He walked to talk. Well, he got paroled out at the age of, when well, he did 37 years, and 18 and 55, and he came out, and I licensed him to preach, and he was working with us in our ministry, and now we just had an ordination ceremony, and he's the pastor at the Baptist Church in Dickinson, Texas, okay? Wow. And I so three years ago, I told him, I traveled all the time, as I told you before, this COVID thing. I said, get a passport and travel with me. He said, man, I can't get a passport. I'm on parole for first-degree murder. I said, well, ask your parole officer. So he did the process. He said, well, ask, go ahead, try. He got a passport, Pastor, and he traveled to Nicaragua with me. So I just want to encourage everybody out there again. Nothing is impossible for our God. <laughs> that is such, he loves you. He is, loves you. He that, loves you. That is such a wonderful story. You know, we, we're a church plant, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, and not this past Sunday, but the one before that, 
I ask three questions. Have I done too much for God uh, to forgive me? Have I done too much for God to use me? And have I done too much for God to, to bless me? And the answer is, no, you haven't. There's nothing impossible for our God that's alive from the pit of hell. Uh, in the book of John, Jesus calls uh, Satan a liar. And if somebody's telling you that, it's 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 directly from his, his lips. If Satan's talking, he's lying. And, and the truth of the matter is, if you look at the Bible, I mean, look at Moses was a murderer. What, how did God use him? He freed, you know, took the Israelites out of Israel. Look at David, what he did, slept with Bathsheba and then, and then sent her husband to the front lines. You know, but he was a man after, uh, after God's own heart. And Jesus was called son of David 17 times in the New Testament, you know, because he was a, uh, David was a messianic figure. I mean, look at, look at all the people that God used throughout the Bible. The best example of all is, is how he used Saul, who became Paul. Paul, who was a persecutor of Christians, working against God. And, you know, we all, I, I don't know about you, Pastor, but I had my road to Damascus. I had my, I was blind, and I, and it was just as real as what happened to Saul on the road to Damascus. I, I, I was blind to the truth, and, and then I, and now, thanks to my Lord and Savior, I can see. And I, so, so I don't care where you're at. If you're living under a bridge, you've done ho- horrible things. Look at the thief on the cross next to Jesus Christ. He said, Today I will see you in paradise. God Woo! can forgive forgive you he will forgive you he can turn your life around i don't care what you've done who you are that was a wonderful story about that man you just told me who's now a pastor that just sits shivers down my spine that's wonderful i appreciate yeah, you telling rick, me that pastor ricky harper he's here at san leon community church well, i got one more for you tell me i got a call this is when i was working on the streets of houston with the homeless veterans as i told you and we found one where they found one under under a bridge dead and no one complained, uh, uh, did anything for him. So our ministry, Lost Sheep Ministries, gave him a proper burial. Well, it was on the news. It was on everything. And I got a letter from Death Row when it was in Huntsville. And the, the man was getting ready to be executed 10 days from then. He asked me would I visit him. So I visited him, and he was uh, uh, on Death Row. And I went in and talked to him, and he said, Pastor, do you think God can forgive a murderer? I said, well, he forgave Paul, and he was killing him. Yep. So, yeah, he can. Anyway, he received Christ as his Savior, and then he wanted, uh, uh, he he was a Vietnam veteran. He was a Marine. He served two tours in Vietnam, and he had an honorable discharge. We had to go all the way to the VA in Washington, D.C. to get permission to give him a military funeral in Huntsville at the, at the prison cemetery there, wow. and we got it. And the Vietnam Veterans uh, group that I'm a, a member of, it's out of uh, Bel Air, uh, we did the, the 21 gun salute and the flag and all that for him. But I was at his execution, and uh, I, I witnessed his execution, and they, they bring him in, and then he gets to speak, and he can't see you, but you can see him. And uh, he looked up and he said, First, I would like to apologize to my family members for all the heartache and pain that I've caused you. Second, I'd like to apologize to my victims' family members for all the heartache and pain that I've caused you. And now listen to this, y'all. The third thing he said, and then I would like to say to all teenagers out there, don't start using drugs, because if you do, it might lead you to where it's led me today. That was that man's last words on earth. Well, what and, uh, a, man, I asked the warden, please, please let me, you know, get it in the high schools and all that. But of course, they couldn't do it. But it just, it, it, it just 
it just is. I'm so happy that you got this program, and we know that people are listening. And, and if we can talk you into something, someone else can talk you out of. But I prayed on the way over here that the Holy Spirit would convict every heart that's listening to us today to know, just as Pastor has told you and I have told you, you shall know the truth, the and the truth fire. will set you what, Pastor? Free, brother, free. Free. <laughs> free, free at last, free at last. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, listen, Pastor Bob, I, I, we're going to have to do this again real soon. This time goes really fast in this new time slot we have. But I want to do one more thing for you. You have a radio show. You've been on the station for a long time. Tell us about your show. Yeah, it's a Z-Team family radio program. We air every uh, Sunday night from 9 to 10 p.m. Actually, Zeke Young has uh, uh, started that ministry under my ministry, and we just work together. We've been doing it for 22 years, Wow! and it's a one-hour program, and we want to have you come and join us on that also. And I'd love I'd to. prefer that you come and not call in. We do call in, but I'd rather I, have you I'll come. I'll be here. You just I, tell me when. And, uh, and we'll get that done. But uh, I, uh, I got a, a story that uh, where I helped a man. I'm very excited because I just shipped them to him today. Uh, I'm, I'm an old computer geek, okay, because I, I worked at the Pentagon, I worked at Wall Street, I worked on NASA uh, on computers, and um, I helped a prisoner to, uh, publish two books that he's written in prison, and he's on uh, uh, Amazon.com. You can get the Kindle book or you can get the, the hard copy book, but it's 101 questions that you may want to ask about God and Christianity, is very biblical, very sound. So I just want to encourage people, if you want to get buy a good book and help out a prisoner, we've got to publish, you go on, you go on Amazon.com and you type in the name Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Harold, A-R-O-L-D, and you'll see his two books come up. Kindle book is 4 bucks. Uh, the hard copy is 10 bucks. But I promise you, you'd be helping out a prisoner. And uh, you'd also be really happy with the contents of those two books. So thank you for letting me get that little plus in there. Tell me his last name again, Michael. A-R-O-L-D. Like Harold, but no H. A-R-O-L-D. All right. Well, that that's good. That 101 questions, that sounds like a wonderful book. And if you've read it and, and it's theologically uh, helpful and beneficial. Oh, it's solid. It's solid, and then I'd encourage people to get it. And what what a wonderful cause! And I know yeah. you you gone. We're gonna have to get you back on like really soon because right, I know. Let me give it real quick. The sure. Hundred and one most asked questions about God, godliness, and the Christian Bible. Amen. Well, four dollars and seventeen cents on Kindle. We got lots more to discuss. We're gonna have to get you back on here. Talk about your foreign travels. Talk about your prison ministry. Talk about your recovery ministry and some more things about recovery. But I think what we did today is, I hope what we did is, I hope the Holy Spirit was in their hearts and, and they could hear the hope because that's what this program is about: is giving people hope. Okay, do we have uh, one minute to get them to laugh? My favorite Baptist joke. Uh, real quick, because I got a couple All more right, things I need to do. Forrest Gump dies and goes to heaven. He's walking up to the gate, and St. Peter walks up and says, Welcome, Forrest. Uh, we're crowded in there today, so I have to give you a three-question exam to get in. Number one, what days of the week start with the letter T? Number two, how many seconds are there in a year? Number three, what's God's first name? So Forrest Gump said, I'll think about it. He came back, I'm ready. Number one, what days of the week start with the letter T? Forrest Gump smiles said, Today and tomorrow. All right, Forrest, how many seconds are there in a year? Twelve. How can you come up with twelve, Forrest? 
forth, forth smiled again and said, January 2nd, February 2nd, March 2nd. <laughs> okay, Forrest, what's God's first name? St. Peter, that was the easiest question of all. God's first name is Andy. How can you come up with Andy, Forrest? Forrest Gump smiled and said, all I know is when I was 12 years old, I went to vacation Bible school, and they taught me to sing. Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. That's great. Uh, Best all right. Good, great talking God to you. you. God bless you, my brother. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Well, this—that's a wonderful. Uh, what a that man is just full of the Holy Spirit, and and you could just hear it in his voice. And I hope you heard the hope out there, folks. And and again, you may not be struggling under the bondage of addiction, but you know we've got a ministry called Break Every Chain. It meets at nine hundred one Wilson Road every Friday night at seven. And people uh, people are recovering from all kinds of things: anxiety, depression, relationship issues. People come to our ministry seven p.m. nine nine hundred one Wilson Road. It's New Covenant Church there. We're there every Friday night at 7 p.m. I want to invite you out to New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Um, you know, we have uh, I told you a little bit about one of my sermons. You can go on our Facebook page, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, and you can see the last year's worth of services that were online. But we're live back in our building at 240 West 18th Street, right in the heart of the Heights, 77008, 240 West 18th Street, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We're a Bible-based, Spirit-filled recovery church. We'd love to worship with you. 6 p.m. Sunday evenings. 6 p.m. Sunday evenings. We're at night. New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Uh, God, we love you here at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, but God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen.